Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast where I share my journey writing my first novel. I am a small business owner on the coast of Maine with my cat and my husband. And for some reason I can't remember (laughs) the exact words that I usually intro with. Um, It's completely eluding me. But I am going to say I've been spending hours upon hours upon hours thinking about the next book that I'm going to write, which is book one in a series. And it's going to be just like this epic fantasy, I guess. It's fantasy, but also like it doesn't fit. Like there's no dragons. It's all like aquatic people. So this is going to be a short intro to whatever podcast I'm going to record next because I just have to get this thought out there um, as I've been brainstorming. So I've been working on, I've been working with somebody named Lisa Miller, who I connected with through my mother-in-law, Lisa, through Margie Lawson's um, Writing Academy and the lessons that are offered And so I've been working with Lisa Miller on her story structure. And as I've been going through this process, it's been very difficult. And I just had this realization and the reason why it's been so difficult. This is another epiphany moment. This is another like light bulb moment where everything suddenly just has clicked. Um, And the reason why I think my first book, Transitus, is like too all over the place, too many things going on is because there probably is too many things going on. And when I think about plot, I only think about um, actions, like actual plot points. But the story structure safari that I have been going through focuses on other elements as well for the plot including internal plot, internal motivations, internal goals. Um, And this is something that I have never truly wrapped my mind around and why I struggle a lot with, um, with plotting. And I've been spending, like I said, hours thinking about my book over the past week. And this just clicked. So plot action and plot internal plot mix those two things together and you you don't have to do plot point plot point pl- like all the action one after the other um oh gosh I don't even know how to like actually explain this um but again it's just like one of those moments that just like light bulb moment um basically uh, I have no idea I have no idea how to explain this moment but really Um, I have a lot of plot points in my brain for book one and I didn't know how they all fit together and the way that they all fit together is by threading them together with the internal story and the internal story is kind of more of a romance slash um, getting to know oneself and learning to accept oneself And so the internal plot drives the external plot. And that sounds super simple and it probably won't click the same way unless you went through the whole entire process that I just went through. But 
basically, I have all these plot points, and some of them might even be able to be used for book two, book three. Like, I have so many plot points that I just wanted to thread together and make a story out of, but there's too many plot points. Basically, what I can do now is really stretch it out with the internal plot. Basically, a really well thought out book with like a theme and like true, like real motivations. Um, And maybe I end up using all the plot points, the action plot points that I had planned anyways. But now it's just going to be richer and like you'll see why these things are happening and um, like how it how it affects other people. And yeah, I really just had to share this, even though it, like this is completely incoherent. I hope it resonates with somebody. Um, it's the same realization that I had when I realized that you have to provide context when you're writing. Like you need to provide thoughts sometimes, like you need to provide like explanations for certain things, especially if you're building like a very complicated world. Um, it's not just like, he does this, then does this, then does this, then says this, then does this. It's more nuanced than that. It's like just weaving in all of these different elements together. And same thing with context that I realized a while back. Um, this internal plot really, really just changed everything for me. And I hope I hope, I hope I'm doing it justice. I'm probably not, but there you go. All right. So that was recorded in early May and it's almost the last week of May now. Um, I don't know how much I have spoken about character arcs in the past. I think I've tried and I'm sure I've like talk to the about them in some capacity but everything that I was just talking about earlier in May in this recording earlier um it's all about it has all everything to do with character arcs and so I took my own little foray into google land and I was looking up different types of character arcs and trying to learn about it and like figure out, okay, what is the story that I want to tell? Because this is where I struggle. It all ties in with theme. Um, But here's the thing. So, and this is super helpful. If anyone found StoryGrid really helpful for them, um, if anyone is really a fan of structure, um, if not like really firm structure, but at least um, structure to help guide you in the right direction. It doesn't have to be like, this is the only way to do it. Um, character arcs. There are three main types of character arcs. And this is good for me to know. Um, I did. I actually said this analogy before. But I'm the kind of person who, in video games, I like to... And I barely ever play anymore. But I like to explore every door, every option, everywhere. Um, make sure that I'm not leaving anything behind... Um, before continuing on to the next point in the game. Kind of the same with writing. Like, I really like to explore everything before I form my own thoughts and opinions and ideas around the thing. So when it comes to character arcs, 
it finally clicked for me because there are three main types of character arcs and then there are a few different like more deviant character arcs and then there are I think you could just make your own kind of character arc but following these main ones is what's gonna like really help you if you struggle with theme if you struggle with any of that so and I know the uh, video game analogy was very weird anyways the first one is a positive arc and this is the main one the second one is a negative arc and that's like basically like a villain for example like a fall you know fall from grace anyways and then the third one is the flat arc which sounds horrible it sounds like you don't want to read that book but it's actually really cool and I'm really playing with that idea of like doing a flat arc because I really I really like it um and then there are like different sorts of like anti-heroes um I think they fall under more of the flat arc idea um and I think generally everything falls under these three and I'm still learning about it but I think there are different variations also there are so many articles if you're looking for structure there are so many articles online that like take you through step by step like what needs to happen in each um, point in the book for each of these arcs so I've found those really helpful even um just looking through them and then like applying it to my book and seeing what plot points could work and um, just really again deciding what kind of story that I want to tell like do I want to tell this um, fall from grace do I want to tell you know some cheesy um, stupid like love conquers all no I don't want to (laughs) do stuff like that well I might have a little bit of that besides the point So, um, I've been really diving into character arcs and trying to figure out which direction, and I've been looking at all three of the books that I want to plan out, and I found it really helpful. I highly recommend um, playing in this area before plotting your book because what also what I'm realizing is that I always said that I'm not very good at plot but I'm like really good at plot I have too much plot I plot all the time um I'm obsessed with plot to the point of almost detriment which is why I think that I'm not good at plot what I'm not as strong in is finding the internal stuff the internal motivations and learning like the character arc and like So for me, deciding what sort of story that I want to tell has everything to do with the character arc. And that's what I want to decide is before I even start writing or plotting it, I want to know what story am I telling. And uh, it does have to do with theme and it does have to do and I'll get into like the lie and the belief, like the truth um, in a second, but It has to do with theme, and a lot of people say, oh, don't worry about theme until later, which I think is fine, but if you really want to challenge yourself and you really want to write, like, the awesomest book, that, I can't believe I said awesomest, um, there was an animal in the bush. Anyways, if you, yes, you, you should think about theme. You should think about the story that you want to tell. If you are writing for 
more than just like a quick read. If you're writing for purpose, if you're writing for even I'm not writing for a purpose, I just want to get this story idea out. But I also want it to mean something. And I'm going through so many um, going uphill. I'm so out of shape. Um, I want my books to mean something. I want them to mean something to me. And I'm going through so many like personal growth um, moments and personal changes and realizations. And there are a lot of parallels that I am noticing with my first book, Transitus, that I didn't see before, like with my own thought process in my own life. And and I think there are going to be a lot of parallels with this book series as well. And I, I'm actually going to actively seek them out because that's where the passion is. I'm very passionate about the world, but if I'm not passionate about the story, why am I writing a book? You know, why am I writing a book if I'm only passionate about one aspect of it I want to be I want to be in this book I want it to be like I want to live and breathe this book and it's and it's values um so character arcs I I saw this before and it the concepts around character arcs never clicked with me until recently when I was thinking about like internal stuff and then like googling I'm about villains. Um, There's this concept um, that kind of explains the stuff that goes on behind the character arc, which is um, the way that the character interacts with a universal truth and a universal lie. And the universal truth and lie, I think, are usually probably always um, symbiotic or like opposites from each other. Um, so for example, and I'm not going to use a traditional example because I hate those and like nothing traditional ever fits into my concepts. Um, and yeah, anyways, uh, let's see an example, uh, that I'm playing with currently for book one. Well, I'll, I'll get into mm, flat arcs is probably what I'm going to do for book one, which is Um, which is actually, so a flat arc is that the character believes a truth and is very convicted to that truth throughout the entire book and they don't change. And throughout the book, what his, what is changing is the people's perceptions. Um, and it's moving throughout a world in which, the character lives in a world of where everyone believes in the lie that is opposite of the truth. For example, um, I'm playing with the idea of Uni believes that everyone has good in them. And the opposing force is all of the bad that's going on around them, all of the bad that the humans are doing, all of the bad that um, their fellow Okeanos are doing. And so this challenges their truth. And they have to move throughout the world um, having their truth challenged and showing otherwise. Anyways, there is a really great um, 
breakdown on, I wish I remembered the site, but it's pretty easy to find if you just type in um, flat arc, uh, flat character arc. I'm sure you'll find it. It shows like what percentage of the book that you need to be at um, for like what type of moments is happening. Sorry, my brain gets distracted when there's people driving by. Um, anyways, it breaks it down. I, I can't get into the specifics, but when you look it up, it makes sense. And then you can kind of put pieces of your book into this grid before you even start planning the plot. In the article that I found, it was comparing, it was showing a very good example of the flat arc, which I enjoy seeing the examples. Not all of the articles show examples. And it does like a whole breakdown on it too. And it's the um, the guy who uh, did the, the an, like the very popular anime movies like Howl's Moving Castle and stuff. It was the very, very first anime that he made, I think. Sorry if I'm wrong. Um, I don't know the name and I haven't seen it, but I want to watch it now. But basically the concept around the flat arc of this movie is that this girl believes in a truth... And in a world where there's, like, a very dark, um, a very dark thing around, like, the forest animals, and, like, I haven't, I haven't read the whole article, but the belief in the society is that this darkness is bad. The girl, the protagonist, believes that there is good, um, and, and it's just, like, figuring out like where that is and like what the actual root problem is because they're not actually bad anyways um I really like the concept of the flat arc and I like playing with the negative arcs too so in book two I'm probably gonna do a fall from grace of sorts um I'm probably gonna do something pretty brutal and the concept around it is so at the end of book one I'm going to have Uni do something very, very bad. And it was because that Uni was suppressing this part of themselves in an unhealthy way. And finally, it just came to a boiling point at the end. And despite all of Uni's convictions that everyone is good or whatever, Uni does something terrible. It is justified. It's justified. A ter- it's a terrible justified thing. But this makes them go into a spiral. This means that Uni is like, oh my god, I'm, I'm so bad. I'm evil. I'm this evil person. And that is what spurs a fall from grace in book two. Um, and then book three, I think I'm going to do a redemption um, arc, which is one of the, I think it's a positive arc. Yeah, so there's like different types um, of arcs, but they all just generally fall into the uh, positive, negative, and flat arcs. So I hope you learned something. Um, I'm not going to keep rambling about the arcs and the specifics of them because I um, am not an expert. I just find the articles, I bookmarked like five different articles You'll find them um, if you're just typing in like flat arcs and negative arcs and whatnot. Um, I'm sure you'll find them. But I definitely recommend um, 
if you want to know what sort of story you are telling and if you struggle with theme, this is something that helped unlock that area for me. Um, So I hope that it helps you as well. And I love that I was able to put out another episode. I will give you a quick update. And sorry for the all the wind. It's probably horrible. Um, I can't change that. But quick update. I started queries. Today is May 24th. And I started queries on May 20th. I already got two um, rejections, which I am actually personally excited about because it means that those people were not looking for what I was writing, which is completely fine. Coming from an agent perspective, like I know rejection. I handle rejection very well. It's weird being on the other side of it. Um, I handle rejection in my business, like for my models, like it's a double rejection because I'm getting rejection that I'm having to relay it to the models, which is really sad. I hate that. Um, so it's totally okay to not be a fit for a certain agent. Um, and if you're applying to an agent, like read what they want. Like I'm actually very specifically reading through all of the agents. Um, they have manuscript, um, wish lists. They have certain needs, certain, um, preferences, And slightly personalize your query letter. I'm not going to get into any of that. But anyways, I'm slightly personalizing it. And a rejection is not a reflection on you as a writer at all whatsoever. Like they get hundreds of submissions, maybe even per day. And they are all on the spectrum of really great writers and probably like really bad writers too. But it's not a reflection on me. So I'm excited about the rejection letters because of that. Um, because I can also, every query letter was slightly different. Like each one had very specific requirements. Um, so I like would adjust the like submission based on what they're asking for. And so I can kind of compare what submissions are getting rejected I can look at, okay, well, it, were they a fit, first of all, and maybe they weren't, because, and I submitted anyways. Um, the two so far were just kind of not a fit in terms of genre. It was like a little bit of a stretch, but I thought, hey, maybe. Um, and the other reason why I'm excited is because I'm that much more close to finding the person who will be excited about my writing. I can write those people off. They're no longer on my radar, um, and I'm just that much closer to the right person. And even if, even if I get all rejections, um, I will know. I will know then, and I will know like what to do next. Like I will have s- more steps forward. Like I will know my path, <laughs> um, which I I do fully plan on maybe taking a self publishing route depending on how these queries go and depending on how confident I'm feeling in the manuscript, it might, I might not like self publish it right away. I don't know what I'm going to do. So, but anyways, like I'll at least have like a sort of plan. Um, so that's, that's what's up with transitus. It probably needs like one, a couple like last polishes, but I definitely would like to incorporate my agent's experience with that so I'm waiting 
And so I'm just, in my spare time, I'm trying to plot the, the series. Um, and that's what's going on. So yeah. By the way, some of the, um, some of the agents have this, use the same form for querying. And I've sent in like at least four through this form. And it, you can click through and it shows you like their response rate. And some of them get back, like, within the week, like, with a rejection or whatever. Um, I think probably an acceptance of, like, hey, some of your manuscript is, maybe takes longer. I don't know. Um, anyways, there was one. There was one who never, like, replied to anybody. And then there was one that literally took a year to offer somebody, like, a de- like to sign them or whatever. Took them a year to sign like sign like offer this person to sign and then the person ended up going with somebody else anyways but it took that person a year to get an agent which is like really demoralizing but I'm staying positive for now I hope you're all doing well and I'll talk to you next time